Hi, this is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to this Disney Insights podcast. Big announcements were made to the Disney experience today that affects your reservations, your stay, and potentially your dining experience. We will walk through all of these announcements and try to understand what is happening and what is not. We'll look at the opportunities as well as the concerns. We're also going to try our hand on why all of this is about 2024 and not a day or a month sooner. Are there additional changes we'd like to see that haven't been announced? And does this or any of this have to do eventually with Disneyland? Well, maybe, maybe not. Join us as we discuss big changes to Walt Disney World park reservations and Disney dining in 2024. This podcast, as well as others, are brought to you by Performance Journeys, which celebrates its 20th year as a training and development group, bringing best in business ideas through keynotes, workshops, seminars, and amazing benchmarking programs to organizations in the public, private, and nonprofit sectors. If you are seeking to improve your customer service delivery or re-engage the morale of your workforce or to improve the leadership of your organization, we offer not only great solutions tried and tested from our time um, working with organizations big and small, we can bring these same ideas to you physically or virtually. At Performance Journeys, it's as much about the journey as it is about the performance. By the way, you'll probably want to check in with DisneyInsights.com. Make sure you subscribe there. It's going to have an outline of everything we talk about uh, today, as well as some important graphics and visuals that will kind of help support the conversation that we're going to have as we go through all of this. Thank you for um, making sure that you also... uh, subscribe to your podcast and if you have a chance to just reach out and give a positive rating um, or possibly a review to this the littlest podcast that ever could we just really would appreciate it and don't forget that we are also on a facebook page disney insights so make sure you check that out we have the link for you as well Well, let's get into the announcements. I'm going to share exactly what Disney has shared, but then build off of that as we go through. Quote, every guest who visits Walt Disney World has a completely unique experience. The magic of these experiences comes from the little moments, the ones we don't quickly forget, like the decor when you step into a Disney Resort hotel, the smell of your favorite Disney treat as you walk down Main Street, USA, the cast member who went out of their way to help you, or feeling the thrill as you race across the grid on Tron Light Cycle Run, presented by Enterprise at Magic Kingdom Park. Now, let me just stop there before we go any further, because again, I want to offer insight to this. Please understand that the announcements today are to get you to book. They are looking at strong bookings and needing strong bookings. We'll talk about why in a few minutes, but this is really important that they get you started to booking your neck. They have waited on these announcements because uh, and because they didn't want, they wanted to see how much they could push through the summer months and even into the fall. These are announcements for 2024. They're t- and they're going to start Uh, shortly in terms of reservations, but they wanted to get as much reservations booked for this year as possible. 
and then present this to kind of say, hey, you got to be back next year. And that's at the heart of what they're trying to do with this set of announcements. It continues, quote, thousands of these unique moments happen every day, creating a deeper connection with Disney. We care about that and continue to listen to your feedback. That is why we recently rolled out updates to improve the guest experience, like bringing back complimentary overnight self-parking at our Disney Resort hotels, adding attraction photos taken in the park on the day of your visit to Genie Plus uh, service and more. And I'll just stop right there. Again, love that they listen to your feedback, but I don't think you had to roll it out to not get their feedback. You could have gotten the feedback about parking, um, overnight parking and charging people. So this is this is kind of, hmm, hmm, hmm. But notwithstanding, they're saying, look, we they are recognizing that there are some things that are really frustrating the guest experience. And unless they take charge and make changes to those, uh, they're going to continue to be a thorn in the side of guests as they come through. So, quote, and today we're thrilled to announce some more exciting news just in time for the launch of 2024 bookings for theme park tickets, Disney Resort hotel stays, and packages at Walt Disney World on May 31st. These updates will make planning your future Walt Disney World visits simpler and easier so you can further enjoy all that we have to offer um, and make more memories. All right, we're going to go into the announcements. Before you go on to that, let me just say something about this. 2024. Hmm. Have you actually finished your vacation plans for 2023? Do you know everything you're doing this summer? Have you figured out who you're going to go visit at Christmas or Thanksgiving? Here we are talking about 2024. Disney wants you to book in advance. It's to their advantage. You book earlier because they get to sit on that money and earn interest. And that is a major part of how you actually create. It also makes it easier as you go into quarterly meetings with shareholders to say, wow, our advanced sales for 2024 looks really promising. Mind you, behind that promising um uh, set of reservations coming through is a number of announcements to actually make it more enticing. So let's go to first one. Removing theme park reservation requirements for date-based tickets. Now, as I read this, make sure you hang tight on that date-based ticket thing. Quote, starting with park visits on January 9th, 2024, theme park reservations will no longer be required for date-based tickets. You heard that right. I'm quoting them, by the way. You heard that right. When getting your ticket, you will simply select a start date for January 9th, 2024 or later. Complete your purchase and then you will be all set. For reference, date-based tickets are the standard ticket option we provide to guests. For other admission types, including non-dated tickets, theme park reservations may be required to help us continue managing attendance and delivering a great experience for everyone. You can check which admission types require park reservations by visiting DisneyWorld.com theme park reservations before you purchase. So there's a lot in that paragraph. And let me just start off by saying that... Um, this really has nothing to do with annual pass holders. We're going to come to that in a minute. If you're staying on Disney Resort property, and you can be pretty well guaranteed you're going to get a ticket 
Um, that might be a little bit of a challenge in the prime season, but generally speaking, you kind of set that plan for your tickets when you go to make those hotel reservations. And for big demand weeks like the week of Christmas, you're probably making that well in advance and you're going to have your tickets as long as you 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 kind of go through those processes. So no problems there. Those, those already kind of allow you to figure out um, already figure out the reservations. What they're referring to are date-based tickets versus a standard ticket option. Um, date Standard ticket options are something that might be sold on the outside to say that you could take this and, and use this as a ticket to go to Walt Disney World to one of their parks. However, you still have to translate that into a reservation and so forth. And so that's, that's where it gets a little tricky. Um, what is really happening here with date-based tickets is something similar to what already happens with a Disneyland ticket. We're heading to Disneyland in July. And so as a result, we get online and we identify um, which park we want to start with every day. Um, we can also choose to do park hopper if we want to do that. And, um, and then we simply make the purchase. Um, it's all one thing. It doesn't require a two-step process, which has been kind of happening with Walt Disney World. You buy a ticket, but then you still have to make the reservation. So that's kind of what's really happening is they're just making it IT-wise easier for you to go through the process. In, in essence, you really, um, you really can't buy a, um, a ticket unless there's availability for that date at Disneyland. I think the same thing is really happening here. Um, now, the issue might be, what if you don't understand date-based tickets versus standard ticket options? You think you could just show up without a reservation? That could introduce some problems. But fortunately, I think there's more flexibility most of the year, not high, you know, uh, high attendance days or or a high demand days. I should say not high attendance days, high demand days like um, like uh, the week of Christmas or uh, Thanksgiving week or um, spring break, things of that nature. So here's the next announcement. Number two, introducing, quote, good to go days, end of quote, for annual pass holders and cast members. In 2024, we plan to offer select days on which our annual pass holders and Disney cast members may visit Walt Disney World theme parks without needing a park reservation. Once introduced, we will roll out these good-to-go days on an ongoing basis. This will be in addition to the recent update which offers pass holders the opportunity to visit the theme parks after 2 p.m., without needing a park reservation, except on Saturdays and Sundays at Magic Kingdom Park. Good-to-go days may vary by park, and pass, um, pass holder blockout dates and capacity limitations continue to apply like they do today. Please stay tuned for more details on good-to-go days. Well, all right, what are the opportunities and issues here? First of all, it's just great to see any more flexibility, not just for annual pass holders, but for Disney cast members as well. Remember, a lot of these college students, a lot of annual pass holders, they're working there because they love the benefit 
of being able to take their friends and family to the parks. But when there's a lot of rigidity and you couldn't get in and, and you're being blocked out, it was really frustrating to, to cast members. So, and frankly, it was one of the things that attracted you to work there. So if you want to keep your cast members, if you want to attract more people working there, you're going to have to provide more flexibility. The same thing can be said for annual pass holders who are really looking to go. I, I, I know for myself, the thought that I can just decide to go over to the studios in the evening, which I, I did. Which one did I go to last week? I think it was the studios. I just dropped in after uh, after 2 p.m., didn't have a reservation. It was just nice to drop in like it used to be in the old days. Annual pass holders are looking for that. This is a step toward that. But the real fact of the matter is, is in some ways, this isn't really different than the bonus day system. If you're an annual pass holder, you'll know that when you go in and you identify who's in your party and you go to book a pass holder day at the park, you'll see little green dots for days of availability. You'll see um, something, uh, half of that, uh, half of a green circle when only some parks are available. But you'll also see, and there are dates where you have no reservations available, although those days are far less than what they used to be. There's also another thing that shows up on the calendar and sees little yellow stars. They were called bonus reservation where certain parks could be reserved on this day and it would not count toward your allotted number of reservations. Well, those bright little yellow stars have been showing up more and more and more over time. If you look at May 2023, as of the 8th, I don't know what it looked like between 1st and the 7th. Right now, there are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 days in May, starting on the 8th, where you could get a bonus reservation. Essentially what's, and by the way, um, there is only one date where reservations are not available. It happens to be on the, well, on the 10th. Actually, that's because I have a reservation book. The rest of the month is completely free and is all green to go. I mean, completely green to go. Not some parks available to go, green to go. So really, I, and one of the things that's really getting me is why are we waiting till 2024 to do this when in truth, it's really available now. You could be doing this now. Well, we'll talk about that, but let me just give you a hint. If it gets you all the more enticed to start booking your visit, maybe as a DVC holder um, or something like that, within, or some of you are in the greater area from Atlanta down to the end at the bottom of Florida, you're kind of looking to come out here. You're not living here locally, but you, you actually come out for the weekend or something. This is one of those things that may inspire you to go book a um, hotel stay at Walt Disney World so you can use your annual passes. By the way, um, pass holders still want um, um, to park hop before 2 p.m. right now. Um, that's still seemingly staying in place. That's probably because the virtual queue system uh, for Tron and for Guardians of the Galaxy is kind of blocking that. Um, now it's interesting, and we I was talking to a friend of mine who he had, well, for, a colleague was able to, I think they went to Tron uh, first and got 
uh, well, at 7 a.m. they got a virtual pass, but then headed over to Epcot in the afternoon and were able to get a virtual pass there. That's not been like um, a possibility very often in the, in the past, but it seemingly seems more likely because Tron and Guardians seems to have less demand after, after that one o'clock um, call. And so some people are coming in after two and there's still reservations possible and the, technically they should be able to make a second reservation in a virtual queue. Uh, for the other attraction. Anyway, all this said and done, it'd be great to see this happen sooner than later. I don't know why it should wait till 2024 other than it seems to make uh, for a bigger block of announcements. Here's number three, bringing back our fan favorite Disney dining plans. Quote, time to eat. Disney dining plans will be coming back as an option for those staying at Disney Resort hotels who purchase a vacation plan with us, starting with stays beginning January 9th, 2024, which will also open for bookings on May 31st. We know our guests, families in particular, have missed dining plans, which offer guests the convenience and peace of mind of prepaying for their meals and snacks. I'm going to just stop right here. Convenience? Peace of mind, nobody said anything about savings. Just convenience and peace of mind. Guests will be able to choose, continues on, quote, guests will be able to choose from two popular options, packages that include either the quick uh, Disney quick service dining plan or the Disney dining plan, um, which, uh, let's see, I reached out to David. He said the quick service Dining plan is two quick service meals a day, one snack or non-alcoholic drink per um, per night, and one resort mug per person. And in the dining plan, there's one table service, um, one quick service, and one snack, non-alcoholic drink per night, and one mug. Um, he says that's a similar structure to what they had before, although I think there was another option, but they're just keeping to those two options. Um, the statement goes on to say, quote, both plans will be a great value for families with young children with access to many spectacular food and beverage offerings across Walt Disney World. Well, what are the opportunities and issues around this? First of all, this will get a lot of people to book. A lot of guests coming to stay at Walt Disney World love the Disney dining plans. Still, that doesn't mean it's a value. It just means that you have the option to pay in advance and then not worry about it. So, you know, I'm not going to go through more money than I have to. I've heard many stories of people who are holding, you know, they got a family of four or five and they got all these snacks, the coupons and things that they haven't used. And so they're buying uh, stuff as they go out the door. Um, but um, but any rate, this is really the probably the most important announcement for Disney to make today because it will trigger more activity at the end of May um, for guests who are going to stay starting January 9th. This is huge and it will help improve uh, Disney's ability. Now, here's one thing I would advise. If you're a local, if you're an annual pass holder, Now's the time to dine in your bucket list restaurants because 
I so remember the days where it didn't seem like you had a lot of options for dinner. Now, of course, the um, available now option has become a, uh, a possibility since the pandemic, along with the dining reservation. And so it really does make it a lot better. But honestly, the options I just recently did, the Narcoosies, uh, which just reopened. I've also done Snow White. Um at Artist Point. Uh, these are hard to get reservations, and yet we've been able to get them. We did Citricos not too long ago. I uh, did, uh, and I still need to do a review on the character breakfast meal at Riviera. They've been able to do a lot of things that honestly, once these reserv once this plan gets enacted, a lot of people are going to be booking in advance of you their Disney dining plans, and it's going to be a lot harder to get into some of these um, restaurants that are popular. So if you want, if there's some things you want to do, do it now in 23 before 24 gets started. The next thing, continuing to provide extended park time to Disney Resort hotel guests. Quote, for those planning to stay at a Disney Resort hotel, we will continue to offer the popular early theme park entry for visits through 2024 every day across all four theme parks. This great benefit gives you a jump start on your day for those staying at Disney Deluxe Resorts and Deluxe Villas. We'll also be continuing to offer extended evening hours on select dates at select parks through 2024 Early theme park entry and extended evening hours require valid theme park admission and resort ID, end of quote. All right, what's, the, what's going on here? First of all, this isn't an announcement, but a reminder. Well, it is kind of an announcement to say, hey, we're going to keep doing it through 2024. And given Disney's, I mean, we're changing this and changing that and a constantly feeling change, it is a good thing to be told or to have announced to you that, we, hey, we're going to stay with this through 2024. Um, and frankly, this is a primary reason for staying on Dis Disney Resort properties. This really is the benefit of Genie Plus and Lightning Lane um, uh, Lightning Lane attractions. You, you really could save on all that if you know what you're doing and you take advantage of showing up earlier in the case of Deluxe Resorts and Deluxe Villas, you take advantage of staying afterwards. You really almost don't need Genie Plus most of the year, except at very strange peak times of the year. Um, so in a way, this isn't uh, this isn't really an announcement. It's really just um, a reminder. But hey, they had to package something big here today. And, and so they've packaged all of it together. And this is... Um, one of the big reasons why your price is a lot higher at Disney Resort Hotels. And so you can probably guess that between now and when reservation, uh, you could start making your reservation, some, some hotel prices are going to go way up because they're going to want to emphasize all of these uh, benefits of staying on property. All right, number five, simplifying the Disney Genie Plus experience. Now, before I read what they say, who wouldn't want this to happen? We all would like to see this happen. And it would seem like we would all benefit from having that change, wouldn't we? 
Well, let's read what they say. Quote, we have heard from guests that they would like ways to plan with Disney Genie Plus service and individual Lightning Lane selections before the day of their park visit. And we want you to know we are working on ways. Guests may do this for visits in 2024. Our goal is to give you the opportunity to spend less time planning in the park. I know I'm being a little theatrical, but you're going to understand why in a minute. And more time enjoying your visit with friends and family. While we're not yet able to share specific details, we look forward to sharing more information at a later date. Whether you're getting ready to experience the feelings of a Disney thrill or counting down the days until your Disney visit, we hope these updates make you feel as excited as we are. We look forward to welcoming you to Walt Disney World real soon. End of quote. Now, I'm not trying to be theatrical as in, in an effort to be cynical. However, there are some flags around this. Here are five announcements, and this one is ambiguous. Why is it ambiguous? Compared to everything else, which was pretty well spelled out, why is it that they're not really telling us what's going on with the Genie Plus experience? Are we um, really trading? Now, I have not heard the end of people saying, I don't want to have to wake up at 7 o'clock on the day of my vacation to have to you know, make reservations and get that that's uh, select lightning lane and all that kind of thing on the day of my vacation. Well, I could tell you right now, you probably are going to be standing in long lines if you aren't up by seven o'clock and moving toward a theme park. That's just the reality of a Disney stay. Now we're really trading this to waking up early weeks prior. Does this sound familiar? Does this sound like we've done this somewhere before? Does this get tiered based on you staying at a resort? And could this further hamper annual pass holders and cast members attending the day of? Now, for instance, um, you know, dis, those staying on property could make their Genie Plus selection at 7 a.m. as opposed to somebody like a pass holder who purchased it for that day and can't really do it until they get in the park at 9 a.m. and so forth. So, um, so this is going to further widen that gap. Possibly. Imagine going back to the Fast Pass Plus early reservation style. You remember what that was because Disney Resort guests were able to make up to three reservations. Three, I wouldn't be surprised if that becomes the magic number again. But they were able to make three reservation style experiences uh, for guests showing up um making it harder for the guests who showed up on the day of their visit who didn't have um, Fast Pass Plus. In other words, you kind of got the scraps. If you showed up the day of and you weren't staying at a Disney Resort Hotel, under Fast Pass Plus, you kind of got the scraps of what was left over uh, after, every, after they had had a chance to do their Fast Pass Plus reservation. I fear that this could be what could be happening here and that really for those who aren't staying now mind you that makes it all the more valuable if for instance someone staying on property could order three fast pass pluses or essentially do three genie plus reservations before 
uh, the day of their trip. Mind you, they're still going to have to get up early to beat all the other theme park guests um, staying in hotels. But notwithstanding, they could be that could be a, another major plus for staying on Disney Resort property. And remember, they're wanting you to stay on Disney Resort property. As we said, when I was a cast member, it's about heads in beds. Heads in beds is what matters at the end of the day. Now, there could be a whole different scenario here. Is it possible that they could completely change to a per attraction price for all attractions? Like in the other international parks. For instance, what they do in Disneyland Paris when I was there last summer is that they had about seven or eight attractions. Um, Phantom Manor, Big Thunder Mountain, Peter Pan's Flight. Uh, most of them I didn't feel like I needed. Uh, to, But they, what they did is they charged you X number of euros um, for doing that attraction. I recall it was about five euros. Eh, maybe a, it was eight euros for... Um, Peter Pan's flight, I remember definitely it was five euros for doing what was their um, Autopia uh, Speedway there. I chose to do the latter because I had yet to do that attraction and the line was always long and I thought, five euros? Heck, I'm going to go do that. I personally prefer this system because I think people will limit how many, I mean, you could have bought all seven for the day um, and I think Shanghai at one point gave you an option to buy them kind of in bulk or at a discount to get all of them or they were included at one point with your hotel stay. But notwithstanding, um, there could be another approach to this. But I think because everybody talks about how much they miss the good old fast pass days that we're probably heading towards something similar to that as opposed to the Paris model. Um and then one other issue here. What if, unlike FastPass Plus, where you made a reservation in advance, eh, you may have not liked it, but hey, it was free. Now you've paid for it. You've got to make your Fast Plus selection. You're not really happy with what you're getting. What if you want a refund for it? Will Genie Plus grant that to you? So these are probably some of the issues that they're trying to figure out before they make an announcement on how they're going to simplify the Genie Plus experience. All we do know is that it seems to be a focus on doing things before the day of the event as opposed to when you arrive. Oh, by the way, you remember you made a Genie Plus reserve or FastPass Plus reservation for say the Jungle Cruise. And then you got to the Jungle Cruise and, well, let's practically walk on to the Jungle Cruise. That hasn't happened in a while, but imagine this scenario possibly. Maybe more the Haunted Mansion. Well, now you've made a Genie Plus pass and you're walking on. Are you now getting the bang for the buck that you could have? Because you've made an advance, you guess, but in fact you get there and it's, yeah, it's not what it you'd hope for. I want to just address this question, why 2024? Uh, I think it's a question worthy of addressing before we get any further. First off, the pent-up demand after COVID, that's definitely slowed down. I think we're already there, but it definitely is going to be in 2024. I don't think they could do it right now because they've already released all the 2023 reservations. Do you go back and make changes and all that? 
So it really does make it harder to do it. 2023, the 25th anniversary has gone away. And so that, you know, I got to go during, or I'm not the 25th, I apologize, the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World has gone away. And, um, and so the, the desire to come here during the 50th, I don't think the 100th anniversary of the Walt Disney Company, the way they have positioned it in the parks, particularly out here at Walt Disney World, is making anybody's difference in coming or not coming to Walt Disney World. Know that in 2024, there is little new attraction offerings coming that year besides Tiana's Bayou Adventure. And I'm banking you're not going to see that until the fourth quarter of the year, well into fall. I would say that's going to be part of a fall um, um, press event. And so I wouldn't plan on seeing that before October. Supply and demand and the food pricing and all those crazy things, that's balancing out. So that makes the whole thing of going back to doing the um, Disney dining plan, the, those kinds of things made it difficult under COVID. They had less tables and so forth, things like that. They didn't have as many, they're still trying to hire more cast members, but they're certainly going to be more available in 2024. So I think they're, they're thinking they can better um, handle that. Um, I could honestly see good to go days happening sooner than 2024, but I think this whole let's do a 2024 pitch and really get people to reserve for that year is what this is all about. And uh, and frankly, they're going to have to get more time to communicate some of these changes, particularly around Genie Plus. Now, um, what about California? Well, Disneyland really never did the dining plan thing. I think it did something called Dining in the Magic. I think that was even discontinued long before the pandemic. Um, they do dining packages like with Fantasmic and with um, fireworks and and uh, world of color they really don't do anything other than that in terms of Disney dining plans like you see here at Walt Disney World remember that 80% of them are locals they're not going to go for that they don't have as many resort hotel rooms to fill that so they don't need a dining plan to fill resort hotels rooms Disneyland already allows guests to jump parks earlier in the day at 10 uh, at 11 a.m. At 11 a.m. they get to jump the parks. And so, um, but I'm sure annual pass holders would love good to go days. If they offered that, I think that would be a big hit to Disneyland pass holders. Um, or, but of course, the biggest reason why there is a reservation system is not Walt Disney World. The reservation system was to control the craziness of how many Disneyland annual pass holders there were. So whether that happens, I'm a little skeptical. Finally, early entry applies really only to um, Disneyland hotels. And again, um, they do that, but um, they only have three hotels to fill. So they don't have to do a whole lot more to that to make that happen, certainly in terms of the dining plan. And Disney never did, Disneyland in particular, never did Fast Pass in advance. It's always been kind of, their version has always been kind of the day of, and people love that. Um, so I'm not sure they're going to do that 
in the future with them. So again, because Disneyland's guest dynamic, because of the number of hotel rooms, I don't think a lot of these things are going to translate or transfer to Disneyland uh, like they do here. So so don't don't anticipate uh, much changing, even though these announcements have come to Walt Disney World. Well, that does it for this podcast. Um, if you're trying to figure all this out and sort it out, definitely catch up with David and Liz Zanola at Out The Door Travel. They can really help you to kind of sort through this because it's an ongoing issue. You want to have someone like David or Leah on the phone trying to make these reservations for you. So check out Out The Door Travel. We've listed them on our podcast page. Also check out the Wayfinder Society, which is our Patreon group and which allows you to explore Disney. And guess what? You don't even have to have a ticket. You just, um, you're, you get one-time access through our, um, your contribution to our Patreon group and uh, you get to experience so many Disney surprises through our interactive tools that we have that allow you to explore all things Disney. Again, make sure you check out your face uh, book page because we're gonna our Facebook page Disney Insights. Uh, we're gonna ask you how you feel about some of these announcements, what you're most excited about. So go over there and check out. Make sure you subscribe to our Facebook page and join us and um, and contribute to the ongoing dialogue that'll occur after this podcast. Thanks for being with us. Thanks for being a part of this podcast. In the words of Sinbad, Storybook Voyage. Always follow the compass of your heart. Have a great day. We'll see you real soon.